Welcome back to the Autonomous Electric Vehicle Summit at Freight Waves. This is Alan Adler. I am the Detroit Bureau Chief for Freight Waves. And I'm joined uh, for this segment by Michael Taylor. Uh, Mike is the head of global powertrain integration for Cummins Incorporated. Cummins being the, the world's largest engine maker and, and more than that now in terms of doing a lot of other technologies, especially in zero emission areas. Um, we're glad to, to have Mike with us today because there is a piece of the autonomous puzzle, quite honestly, that, that Cummins is addressing, and we'll get into that. But first, I thought, Mike, if we could just get an understanding of what it means, and thanks for joining us, what it means to be uh, doing powertrain integration. Can you sort of help us understand that? Well, first of all, Alan, thank you. It's uh, my pleasure to be here with you, and uh, thanks for inviting me to join in. And uh, it's it's an exciting topic. I obviously um, enjoy and love talking about um, powertrain integration. That's what I do, as you noted, at Cummins. And um, it's an exciting time for the industry, and it's certainly an exciting time for Cummins. And what that really means to us is is offering solutions, whether it's diesel or natural gas or hydrogen or gasoline or battery electric or fuel cell electric vehicles and putting those together to offer our customers the best solution and, and not just a solution, but the best solution, because we know our, our customers are all on a different journey in terms of the, the technology that is required. And it's just exciting uh, for me to have um, and play a, a key part in that. Well, Mike, one of the things that, that comes to mind, of course, is that, that Cummins just concluded a $3.7 billion acquisition of Meritor Incorporated. And as part of that, uh, you know, Cummins acquired a lot of technology, um, some good fits in there. But one of the areas was in, in components. I mean, you really added a lot to the toolkit, uh, you know, that, that allows you to, um, uh, you know, presumably do more. Can you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. We are incredibly excited about uh, Cummins Meritor and, um, of course, them joining the family. And so, um, as you said, we it gives us um, more opportunity, if you will, to think about the entire powertrain, gives us more levers to optimize as you start thinking about things like rear axle ratios and, and how that um, connects up through the transmission, which ultimately ultimately then connects through to the engine, things like downspeeding, which is which is a trend that's been happening for for quite some time, all become really important to our overall powertrain integration. And so, as noted, we're just super excited to have uh, Meritor joining in with us, and we think that we're going to be able to offer even more and exciting um, powertrain solutions to the industry. You know, it's interesting, too, because it isn't, of course, just autonomous, as, as you mentioned, but it's also some other areas like uh, drive-by-wire, which is now getting quite popular in the trucking space after, you know, uh, probably having its start in the passenger car area. Um, we saw an announcement recently of some work that you're doing with Gaddick out of uh, Arkansas on some of their middle mile work, and, and it specifically called out uh, drive-by-wire. Uh, as an example, is that something that explains some of the varying work that you're doing? Yeah, very, very good point, Alan. We, um, as noted, we've been working with um, a number of uh, autonomous vehicle software companies. Got it, of course, uh, one of those, and and they, of course, called out um, 
drive-by wire. We, we Cummins are not necessarily doing the drive-by wire technology, but what we are doing is ensuring that our powertrain solutions integrate easily and integrate well um, with whatever technology the autonomous vehicle companies are, are working with. So Gotik is one of those examples, but we've made announcements with others like Plus and Too Simple, and, and, and I could name uh, many of them. But um, our goal is to is to make it easy for the autonomous vehicle companies to be able to focus on what they're good at but then at the same time, um, create a preference for comments in terms of powertrain solutions. And that could be diesel, could be natural gas, it could be fuel cell electric vehicles of the future and many other things in between. And so that's really what, as noted, what we're all about is offering choices, the power of choice, as we like to call it. Sure, sure. Well, you know, you mentioned uh, a few of the folks that you're working with, and, and you have multiple powertrain integration projects, you know, in the Class 8 autonomous space, uh, you know, with with some of the companies that you mentioned. How do these um, these projects differ, and how are they similar? Very good. So, so as noted, um, Class 8 really is a, a big focus for many of the autonomous vehicle companies. That That is not to say that all of them are focused. Gotik was an example of one that um, was focused more on the medium duty space, but many of them are focused on Class 8 and what I would call is this middle mile, long haul. So think about perhaps a, a route between Phoenix and Houston. So it's, it's good weather. Um, it's, uh, it's not, not a lot of snow, of course. And so there, there's a lot of focus in this particular area. So in terms of similarities, um, of course, we, we provide fantastic powertrain solutions in these long haul vehicles, whether it's a, um, today very, very common with diesel. And of course, our, um, X15 products go very well into that space along with um, being paired with um, our Eaton Cummins Joint Venture Transmission product. And now, as noted before, uh, many of them also paired with, let's say, axles from Meritor as well. So we're super excited about that. Um, It gives us more levers to be able to offer these complete and optimized solutions for uh, autonomous vehicles. And so we're, we're really excited about that. One of the things you mentioned to me, and I, I thought it was funny, and I, I think you even have a story or two in this space, and that is this idea that if you're handling the powertrain integration, this is something that the companies you're working with can more or less take off their list and focus on what they're good at and, or what they're trying to get good at, which is obviously perception and, and you know, understanding and, you know, all of the things that go into the compute piece of autonomous vehicles. Um You've talked about a couple interesting edge cases that you've seen recently that are exactly the kinds of things that these companies must be looking at. Yeah, exactly. I, I see a smiling in me as well because the edge cases really are the, the difficulty. Like the normal stuff, they, they, they're handling that really well. But um, as, as noted, um, seeing a truck go down the freeway and having, let's say, an amusement park dinosaur uh, strapped to the back of a flatbed truck. Like, how, how does the autonomous vehicle software interpret that? Like, is it a live animal? That, like, what, what do I do about this? Because it's, it's not something you see every day. Or perhaps a person uh, towing a small airplane uh, to, the, to the airport or whatever. Like, how does the autonomous vehicle solution 
um, interpret these things. So is the, is the airplane landing on the freeway? Like, what do I, what do I do here? So you can imagine all of these various edge cases that they really need to continue to focus on. And we want to allow them to do that, of course, and not have to worry much about the powertrain solution. And so we want to make it easy for them, which is why we have developed what we think is a fantastic, uh, interface that works, whether it's a diesel, a natural gas, a gasoline, um, and on down the line with all of the power of choice options that we intend to offer. There's a definition uh, thing I think we need to ask you to help us with here, and, and that is the difference between ADS and ADAS. Uh, and and you know, I'll let you, if you don't mind, take us through how those differ, especially when we're talking about autonomous vehicles. Yeah, very good, very good. So, the, the industry has been doing ADAS or Advanced Driver Assistance Systems for many years, right? So collision mitigation, all of these things have been um, devices or subsystems that actually help the driver assist the driver in um, in safety or other making it more um, uh, easy for them to drive. And so typically we think of those as SAE definitions around autonomous vehicle type technology or levels of automation of like levels one to three. And that, that's not all that important other than it's early stages of this sort of adoption of the technology. And as we think about automated driving systems, it's more advanced. So you get to a place where perhaps you can take the driver out of the system. And so you're not just assisting the driver now, you're replacing the driver in certain uh, operating design modes. And so um, that's really the difference between this ADAS versus ADS automated driving systems. And of course, we're working with both and have for, for a number of years. And so we'll, we'll continue to do that as the technology evolves toward driverless. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD. Cummins is in a, a really unique position because as an engine maker and an engine provider to really all of the OEMs, um, either at, at class eight or at medium duty, uh, you know, throughout, you're working on the same engines uh, right now in terms of integration that you provide to the, uh, to the companies. Um, how is it different and how do you bring together uh, the engine functions for a conventional powertrain when you're considering you know, the autonomous piece. Very, very good. So as noted, uh, our job has been to think about where, where we are today versus where we're headed in the future. And so clearly there's, there's a lot of talk about electrification. And so whether you're on the journey of, of providing a diesel engine or a natural gas engine, or as noted, a gasoline or propane, um, on into like hydrogen in terms of um, internal combustion engines, as well as fuel cell electric vehicles and battery electric vehicles. We want that interface, a bit of plug and play for the autonomous 
vehicle software companies, we don't want them to have to worry too much about changes and what type of powertrain technology. We just want them to be able to plug in whatever is best and work with their system. And that's really what we have tried to do. So we actually try to make it easier. And it's not just the making it easier to make it easier. We're, we're trying to create a preference, of course, for, for Cummins powertrain solutions. And we feel like we're we're doing a fantastic job. We've gotten a lot of feedback from the autonomous vehicle companies about how easy Cummins is to work with in this space. And we're, we're super excited about that. Great. So, um, Mike, as the industry moves to more electric powertrains, how does the work change for autonomous vehicles? You know, we, we hear um, that, you know, eventually, you know, maybe the second generation, third generation of some of these autonomous vehicles will, will look to move to a different powertrain, uh, you know, uh, advanced powertrains, and, and certainly the regulations are pushing that way and things like that. So we're not going to stay with diesel forever, even though it's going to be here for a really long time. Um, how does this work change for you as you start working with different powertrains? Well, very, very good question. So as noted, as we think about what Cummins calls destination zero, which is this path toward um, uh, fuel cell electric vehicles or battery electric vehicles. Um, and w- there's not one solution that fits every single customer application. So that's really what we're trying to do is, is come up with the world's best powertrain solutions that meet the needs of our customers. And our customers have many, many different needs, right? As as noted, they are in the commercial vehicle space, right? So they are um, hauling goods. They are delivering things that are important to their livelihood. And so it's really, really important that the products work when they're when they're required. So we talk about uptime and the ability to keep the machine or the vehicle operating when it's needed. And so things like fuel cell electric or battery electric or natural gas, right, are, are all options that in some cases are optimal for one customer, but may not be optimal for another customer. So as noted with the um, solution in medium beauty that, that we referred to earlier, we think that a smaller engine like a 6.7 um, is, is a perfect kind of application over time that could work, move to battery electric where you talk about pickup and delivery. Um, now, I will note that many, many of the autonomous vehicle software companies are looking at the long haul class eight space. And in that particular space, we don't really think that battery electric is gonna win. So 200, 300 mile range um, and beyond that, so you get to 500 miles, 600 miles. We really feel like long-term uh, fuel cell electric is is going to win out in that space. But of course, we know that that the hydrogen infrastructure is going to take some time to get there, which is why you hear us talking about hydrogen internal combustion engines as well, so we can use that sort of technology to help build out the infrastructure. But in the meantime, as you noted. We think it's a pretty long journey in the Class A long-haul space where we think internal combustion engines are going to be around for quite some time um, through this transition. So we just want to be in a position to help our customers make the optimal choices. And again, back to this idea of power of choice. And so we're, again, we're really excited 
uh, time to be at Cummins and in this industry. And then obviously autonomous vehicle technology just adds right to that in terms of like all of the really interesting things that are going on. Yeah, so I was going to try to get you out of here on, on a prediction question, but you sort of answered it already, which is, you know, when will we see this this merger, if you will, or this, uh, uh, you know, coming together of a battery fuel cell powertrain for autonomous vehicles? Um, it's a ways out, is what I think I heard you say. Absolutely. And of course, none of us really know for sure, but there, there's a lot of challenges to be had. There's the technology associated with it. There's the infrastructure associated with it. And of course, Cummins is is investing and doing a lot of work in that space because we believe in it as well. But at the same time, we think it's going to take quite some time to get there. And so continuing to build out solutions that are diesel or natural gas or, or hydrogen internal combustion engine options is only helping our customer on that journey. And, and I say customer, I really meant obviously multiple customers and they obviously all have a different time frame of what works best for them. And so we just want to be there to help them through that journey. All right. Well, Mike Taylor, thank you so much for joining us today on the Autonomous Electric People Summit. Great perspective on an area that, quite honestly, we don't talk about very much. So, so it's great to have you. Thanks again for being here. My pleasure. Thanks again, Matt.